Hello once again. It saddens me to tell you that we are in the finale of spiritual warfare. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about tactics of the enemy against the believer. And in the next episode, we'll talk about how to combat it. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. You realize that the same tactics the enemy used in the past, he still uses it today against you. What you are going through or what you are struggling with today is not new. The people of old went through those same things. By God's grace, God has revealed four tactics that the enemy uses against the believer. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about. Once we know the tactics of the enemy, we are able to combat it easily when he uses it against us. The first tactic is deception. Ezra chapter 4 verse 1 to 2 says, When the enemies of Judah and Benjamin learned that the descendants of Babylon captivity had built their temple to the Lord, the God of Israel, they approached Zerubbabel, that's the verse 2, and the heads of the families with this message, Let's build along with you, because like you, we seek your God, as do you, and we've been making sacrifices to him since the reign of Asahadon, king of Assyria, who brought us here. The first tactic the enemy used against them was deception. They pretended to like them and to help them even build. This reminds me of Adam and Eve in the garden. The serpent pretended to be Eve's friend got close to Eve and then deceived her to eat the, of the forbidden fruit. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 14 says, No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Revelation 12 verse 9 says, And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who is called the devil, and Satan, who deceives the whole world. The second tactic used against them was discouragement. In Ezra chapter 4 verse 4, then the peoples around them set out to discourage the people of Judah and make them afraid to go on building. So the second tactic that was used against Ezra and his people when they were rebuilding the temple was discouragement. The enemy thought it wise to discourage them so they couldn't go on with the building. The enemy would try to discourage you. Things like, you are not worthy. How can a poor girl like you have a future as such? You can't even pray for hours, and you want to do ministry. So many forms of discouragement just to break or bring you down. This reminds me of Jesus at Gethsemane. Jesus was near the end of his ministry. What he came to do on earth would finally be completed. But here lies the case where Jesus was scared. Jesus knew what would happen next, what he had to suffer, and he feared it. The enemy will make you doubt yourself. He will leave you questioning what you stand for, your capabilities and abilities. 
The third is frustration. Ezra chapter 4 verse 5 says, By bribing their consultants in order to frustrate their plans throughout the reign of Cyrus, the king of Persia, until Darius became king. The enemy then tries all he can to frustrate you, make the work you are doing tedious and stressful. There were times in Jesus' ministry that the same people he came to teach and die for tried to stone him. The Pharisees followed Jesus about not because they liked him, but to find a loophole so they can capture him. They tried to trick Jesus with questions in order to frustrate him. They even bribed one of his own disciples to give him away. The fourth and final tactic of the enemy against you is incrimination. Ezra chapter 4 verse says, At the beginning of the reign of Ahasuerus, they lodged a formal accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. Lastly, the enemy will accuse you and charge you for being responsible for a misdeed. Looking at the life of Jesus, the Pharisees lodged an accusation against him and he was captured as Gethsemane. That no wonder the devil is known as the accuser of the brethren. You can see all these four tactics being made manifest in the life of Joseph. The devil used the same tactics against Joseph. First, you see his brothers pretending to like him and they threw him in a pit. After they sold him to slave traders, that is deception. Secondly, he was sold as a slave and was working in an unknown man's land. I'm sure there were times he felt all was lost. I mean, he was away from his family, his father, and was now a slave to someone. He was the favorite son of his father. Now he is a slave. And this is discouragement. Thirdly, Joseph gained favor in the sight of Potiphar. He began working as Potiphar's administrative assistant, and Potiphar's wife began frustrating Joseph's work by seducing him. So here you see clearly frustration at work. Lastly, because Joseph eluded Potiphar's wife's seduction, she lodged an accusation against him saying he tried to rape her. And this you can clearly see incrimination. Upon all these tactics used against him, the Lord was with him and in due time he exalted him. Watch out for the final episode that is how to combat the tactics of the enemy.